Welcome to the Annapolis Christian Academy Warriors podcast. We are recording a handful of episodes for new parents. We have three episodes coming out. The first one is a general overview for new parents featuring both Mr. Ty Hensley and Mr. Travis Lockyer, our co-heads of school and also principals of grammar school and the schools of logic and rhetoric. And then we're going to have breakout episodes, one episode with Mr. Lockyer regarding grammar school and one episode of Mr. Hensley regarding the schools of logic and rhetoric, which we shortened to SOLAR. So we look forward to presenting all three of these podcast episodes to you, and we hope that you will enjoy them and that if you have any questions that you follow up with the front office, with the respective co-heads, you can also follow Annapolis Christian Academy on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram. We highly encourage you to use those communication tools that are available, and we look forward to visiting with you with more episodes in the future. So, Ty and Travis, welcome to the Annapolis Christian Academy Warriors podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Well, you're very welcome. We're excited to get started today. So, um, one of our first questions today will be, why are each of y'all here at Annapolis? Travis, why don't you go ahead and answer first for us? I'll give the, uh, the short, succinct version, but uh, we're here. Uh, I've been in education for over 20 years, and... Uh, most of it's been in public education. I was a public school elementary principal. And just as time went on, raising two boys up through the system, became more and more convicted of the culture that they were involved in with the school and the curriculum that they were being taught. They were just kind of coasting as students and we were trying to bring them home and deprogram them and things that they were talking about, things that they were bringing at home we're becoming more and more inconsistent and we realized that we we're compromising a, a lot as a family and God just convicted us and brought us to a crossroads of faith and we decided to take a big leap of faith and leave the public school uh, my career and their kind of everything that we had in Nebraska our family and uh, we ended up in uh, of all places South Texas but it's been a it's been a great ride. We haven't regretted it since. And Ty, what about you? I think uh, the story is very similar. I started out in public education, and just uh, before uh, I had kids, and just took that as an opportunity to um, uh, to come alongside kids and families. And it was really challenging when you've got sixty kids in class. So we, uh, as we had kids, uh, our daughter Avery. Uh, we decided that uh, <clears throat> at that time that we wanted to homeschool and because we felt like that was the best course of action. And of course, through uh, homeschooling came to recognize uh, classical Christian education as a viable option. So uh, the short version is uh, my wife and I as professional educators believe that it's the best tool uh, to educate our kids. Uh, we want them in an authentically Christian environment uh, and the classical curriculum really provides that is that tool uh, that allows us to educate and train them in the way that we want them to go. Well, one of the questions that we get regularly from new parents is how do parents get involved at Annapolis? What is the role of the school with the parents and what are roles that the parents can have within the school? Ty, do you want to start with an answer to that question? Sure. Uh, we use a motto called in loco parentis, which is Latin. <laughs> we use a lot of Latin here uh, very purposefully. But uh, in this case, it means partnership uh, with, with families, coming alongside families. And that's what you'll see here as a parent, a teacher, and an administrator. 
that's one of the perks, I think, in my job that I get to see on a daily basis is really just coming alongside parents. Um, we really encourage uh, relationship building uh, with parents. It's not just, uh, we're not the type of school that encourages you to just drop your kids off in the parking lot and send them to class. Uh, we want you here. Uh, we want you on campus. Uh, we want you to be a part of what's going on here, this education, this enculturation uh, that, that, that's happening here at Annapolis. So uh, active involvement is, is probably the, uh, the easiest way to describe that. What do we mean by that? Volunteering, uh, supporting teachers and staff uh, in any way that you can, uh, joining PALS, uh, which is uh, Parents of Annapolis Lending Support, uh, and is headed up by uh, Ms. Paula Pepper. Uh, who would be glad to get you guys synced up. Uh, and just uh, communication uh, regularly occurring uh, from parent to teacher, uh, from teacher to parent. And we really want to encourage uh, students to join in that partnership as well through communication as well. But I think that one of the things that is important is when I was in the public school, a lot of times our schools took over the place of parents or the role of parents. And when parents showed up at school, some, but not all, would, would look at them like, what are you doing here? Like, you don't belong here. Like, we got this. And, like, right. that, and that's not really the way that, well, it's not the way that God set up the structure. The primary educators of children is, is through the parents. And they're the ones that have the primary responsibility. So at Annapolis, we recognize that. We welcome that. We celebrate that. And in fact, we require families to volunteer because we think it's that important. So there's formal ways to, to get involved through PALS and, and work days and things like that. But there's a lot of informal ways of class parties, driving on field trips, um, um, being a, a class mom. Those are ways to, to get the hours in. And if you're into athletics, taking uh, you know, gate, doing concessions, running the scorebook, scoreboard. Um, so there's a lot of ways, and we welcome, we welcome that because we recognize that God's call for parents is to be the primary educators. And in order for you to do that, if you're using the route of school, you have to be involved and know what's going on. And you just can't just drop them off at 8.30, pick them up at 3.30, and think all as well. I mean, you need to be on campus. You need to just be setting foot here and finding out what's going on and knowing who your teachers are, what they're teaching. Um, you know, that that all has to happen. So we, we welcome that. We require it. Um, and um, from a public school perspective, um, switching over to private school here at a classical Christian school, it's so much better. We it's It's so much better to interact with parents and to talk with them and have them generally interested in what we're doing and interested in the classroom. It makes a much more vibrant education. One of the things that we've loved about being at Annapolis now for four years is the feeling of what we're teaching at home being extended into the school and by the school. So the school Annapolis operates as an extension of our family as opposed to a replacement for the family or a substitute for the family. And I think, Ty, that touches on the in loco parentis as you were discussing a moment ago. Mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the most important ways that we come alongside families here at Annapolis as extensions of their faith that they're teaching their children at home is through chapel. It is an informal way for our parents to also be involved in the lives of their kids here at the school. Travis, why don't you talk a little bit about chapel days and the structure of chapel, the times for chapel, and so forth? 
for grammar chapel starts right away at 8:30 and we uh we process in we make chapel a a big deal kids dress up um, in a different um, dress code than they do during the other days of the week so it's a more formal wear a more formal uniform and we want we want it to feel differently because we want it to be an opportunity to come before God to worship together as a community to celebrate the things that are going on at school so it looks different it feels different and um, parents consistently ask, well, can I come? Well, absolutely. We, we want parents to come. We want them to be a part of it, uh, to see what's going on. There's, you know, often there's student performances. Uh, so we use this as an opportunity not only to showcase um, what God's doing at the school, but also showcase what kids are learning. It's nice to have it at the middle of the week because sometimes by Wednesday, you know, you can kind of get in the routine, kind of in the grind, and, and it kind of resets everything to get a strong push to the end of the week, too. Um, this year, we're going to go through, I, I, I'm i one generally giving the chapel, um, they've been called different things. <laughs> Homily, it's not a sermon, I'm not a pastor, uh, talk, but this year it'll be over the Ten Commandments, so we'll be tackling uh, tackling that as a uh, topic throughout the, the semester, and other two semesters. So, Ty, I know that chapels are on Wednesday. There's a grammar chapel, which is a little bit of pre-K. They're there for a little bit. And then kinder through sixth grade stays in the grammar chapel. And then solar, which is seventh through twelfth grade, has its own chapel. Grammar being 830, solar starting at 11. Ty, what is your theme for the chapel this year? And what expectations do you have when parents show up for chapel? Well, uh, for starters, our chapel uh, this year is going to begin at 11. Uh, we got some feedback from parents last year. Typically, it's harder, you know, for parents to be able to attend our chapel given the time. Uh, but we definitely don't want to uh, coincide too closely with grammar uh, so that parents who have kids in the grammar school and also in solar so that they could potentially attend both. Uh, so we tried to make it a little easier on parents' schedule by putting it a little closer to lunchtime. So our solar chapel for this year will be at 11. Uh, in the morning right before lunch. Uh, so if parents want to come and attend uh, immediately after uh, chapel is our house program, uh, which obviously our, our house uh, system is a big part of the school, the lifeblood of the school. But as far as chapel goes, uh, we started something last year that everyone seemed to really enjoy, the students, uh, parents, um, and staff as well. Uh, where each staff member would give a talk based on some sort of virtue or uh, a particular uh, person that they are studying, potentially in class, but maybe just in their own personal devotion time. Uh, and that in, ended up going really well. Uh, so we're going to do a lot of that this year. Uh, Jeff Smith is our chaplain uh, for solar. Uh, so he heads up uh, those talks that typically uh, surround the discussion of virtue and education and the importance of virtue in our kids our students putting on uh, those sorts of things. So we want our students to be well-rounded. Uh, and of course, Bible is uh, the Bible curriculum uh, is infused in all of the students' classes. Uh, but chapel is just a very intentional time. Uh, midweek, I know a lot of church services provide a Wednesday uh, service. So uh, for chapel, I think that's a good thing for us to do for our students as well. Well, those both happen before my favorite time of the day, which is lunchtime. So let's talk about how Annapolis handles lunch. It was certainly something 
that we learned when we started here with our kids in the grammar school that there are certain times at lunch where the kids are to focus on their lunch and then there are certain times of lunch where the kids are allowed to focus on the social aspects of lunch so Travis can you address grammar lunch give us kind of the times that lunch is and um, are parents allowed to come join lunch and that kind sure. of stuff we have a staggered lunch so pre-k starts us off about ten fifty, and then at 11 o'clock the um, kindergarten through third grade comes and then at 11.30, fourth through sixth comes. And uh, like Rob was mentioning, the first 10 minutes are what we call silent lunch. And coming from, again, from a public school background who did lunch duty, who dreaded lunch duty, uh, it, was, it was loud, it was a chance for kids to just kind of unwind, which, which was in some ways was okay, but the cafeteria was just, it was loud. Um, it was just trying to keep the pitch to somewhat of a reasonable level <laughs> and a lot of times kids would just would talk and 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 they wouldn't they weren't eating their lunch and it just ended up being just somewhat bordering on chaotic time so we are using lunch as an intentional time once again for tree, truth beauty and goodness like how does that happen at lunch well part of it is just is just quiet coming in eating eating the food that's been provided to you um, by your parents or, or um, another person preparing it and just calming yourself. And then the last part of lunch, you can talk to your friends, but again, it's, it's orderly. We don't have kids getting up and running around. And um, <laughs> the other thing that's really unique about us as a school is the teachers have lunch or, or, or do the lunch duty with their, with their kids, because a lot of a lot of information and, and a lot of relationships and a lot of uh, conversation happens this informal time during lunch. And, and this is a chance for teachers to get to know their students, to, to, to enjoy some time with them in kind of an unstructured environment, um, holding them to the expectations. But, but it's a chance to talk about just life, talk with them and talk and talk into their life. And it's just been uh, it's, it's a really neat thing. Um, Typically, lunch duty has been something that's been assigned to aides or, or non-certified staff, where now we have our teachers involved with us, with the kids, um, enjoying that time together. And again, it's, it's a nice fellowship time, community building time. Parents are welcome. We love parents have to, have a, uh, to have lunch with their children, and many choose to do that on a consistent basis. Again, it's a great time to find out what's going on at, at school, to see the kids, um, and enjoy the time. So parents are definitely welcome. And um, it, it's, it has a different feel, and, but it's, again, it, it fits with what everything that we're trying to do as a school. And, and lunch actually is, is a calm time. We actually play, we'll play some classical music, too. It's, it's actually somewhat of a relaxing time, which I would have never believed uh, lunchtime, <laughs> at least school lunch, to be. Well, Ty, talk to us a little bit about the lunchtime for the schools of logic and rhetoric. Yes, sir. We have uh, lunch from 1230 uh, to 1 p.m., each day and our students establish the routine and what I mean by that is we'll have a spokesperson for a particular house uh, so each house will have a week uh, that they're responsible for and the responsibilities include announcements, uh, prayer, uh, cleanup uh, after lunch is over 
and uh, the students participate in that. So we think it's important for the students to develop ownership and responsibility and organization, cleanliness, as Travis mentioned, uh, truth, goodness, and beauty, another way for us to infuse that into the program here at Annapolis. And uh, so the students uh, really take that seriously and they take it to heart, uh, which is something I'm continually surprised by that our students are that responsible to get up and uh, to know the importance of it, uh, to pray. They'll, They'll have a little a quick icebreaker or attention grabber, if you will, and then they'll pray. Uh, And then at the end of lunch, uh, another student will come up and offer those responsibilities. Um, So cleaning out the microwave, you know, cleaning, you know, the students are just learning that, cleaning up after themselves. And I know as parents, we all want that uh, to be taught and trained at school as well as at home. (laughs) So uh, that's a big part of what we do. And, And along those same lines, we also encourage parents to attend which does happen often. And uh, the staff, a lot of times, will eat lunch with the students. So we think that's really important as well. And just it's just a good opportunity to, uh, to build relationships. So we're very intentional about that during that time. Occasionally, we'll also have a student give a presentation, uh, recite some poetry, which, which obviously is another attempt at that truth, goodness, mm-hmm. and beauty. So uh, we're just very intentional with that time. So now we've made it through the midday of the school day. Let's talk about what happens after school, uh, what happens if I'm running late, Ty, to pick up one of my kids? For us, with solar, we're very intentional about that last part of the day as well. So school dismissal is at 340, uh, which we started this last year in order to not conflict with the grammar release uh, because we know we have students on both sides. So uh, those prospective families can pick up their grammar child and then have a few minutes to, to not have to rush. Uh, they don't have to worry about their kid being you know, just waiting out in the parking lot. Um, so uh, the grammar uh, can pick up their kid and then uh, come over to solar and pick up theirs as well. And we have 20 minutes uh, after school from 340 uh, to 4 uh, where students can meet with their teachers. So uh, something new last year, uh, just having that, uh, that opportunity for uh, students to ask questions about homework, um, if there's a particular problem that they're struggling with in math, um, they have that opportunity to do that. So uh, if parents are beyond that, a lot of our students participate in extracurricular activities. So uh, if they're at basketball or a particular sport that they're playing, I think uh, many of our students are involved there. But if not, you know, we are very receptive to, to hanging out with our students until the parents are able to, to make it. So that, again, that communication is important too. You know, if you're running late, uh, don't hesitate to call the main office and um, we'll make sure that, that, we, that their students are being uh, supervised appropriately at all times. Travis, what are the procedures for pre-K and grammar at the end of school? So we have the families. So whoever's picking them up, you need to make sure that you have that in our school information system. You know, if it's, if it's grandma, grandpa, nanny, um, those, those people need to be in your system and and have that approval from you. If it's someone outside of that approval and it's just a one-time thing, calling ahead and making sure, just just for safety reasons. We have the parents or whoever that pickup person is actually come to the classroom uh, that you'll be greeted by the teacher at the door and um, then that's where you'll be um, united with your your student. Um, Again, just, just for safety reasons, also an opportunity for a quick point of contact with the teacher too. Mm-hmm. It's a chance to make a quick conversation, um, ask how things were, what are you learning? 
those kind of just a little quick point of contact is is there um, for that as well. So instead of just releasing the hounds and letting them just run free, <laughs> uh, again, we want that order. We want the um, we want to be intentional with everything that we do. Uh, you have to come to the classroom and then make that point of contact. Um, after that, um, a lot of families will stay and hang out. They'll be on the breezeway. The kids will go to the the playground and play, and we love that. It's a great time of just fellowship and kind of releasing some energy. So um, parents are welcome to do that. But that dismissal happens at at three thirty. Now, if you're if you're late or if you're working late, at three forty five, um, all the students that are left are taken to aftercare, which is. Um, our after-school program. It's for additional cost. So if your if your student is um, in aftercare, um, there's um, additional cost to that. And then you will go to the aftercare room, sign your student out. So if you're running late or want to run an errand, or it's a nice option that you have to um, get some groceries. Or if you're working late, you don't have to worry about your kids. They're being taken care of all the way until 5:30. So for aftercare, do I have to sign up in advance and commit to being there every day, or can my kids be in aftercare on an ad hoc basis? You have both options. You can you can pay for aftercare on you know up front if you know you're going to use it every day or three days a week or once a week, and you know when those times are, you can sign up ahead of time, or you can do it um, just as as needed. You're running late and it's three fifty. Just they're going to be in aftercare and you're just going to sign out and then you're going to be billed after the fact. So this, this concept of picking our kids up from school brings up some other questions about dropping them off in the morning. Are we allowed to uh, follow some sort of a drive through drop-off procedure or is there parking available where we can park and walk our children in, Travis? What are the ground rules for dropping children off in the morning? Yeah. So we do have a drive-through lane. It's on the back side of the school. If you drive past the football field, the gym, there's a lane that you can drive through. We just ask that you don't park. So you can do a quick drop-off there. Uh, one of the things that we're working through is there's a uh, preschool, Odyssey, um, a preschool that's also back on that back side using that same drive-through lane. So it does get somewhat congested at certain times of the morning when it's kind of prime drop-off time. So there are other options. You can park in the parking lot in front that's facing Staples uh, and, and, and walk your, your student up the breezeway. You can There's plenty of parking to the side by the grammar building. Same thing. You can park and bring your child in. So if you don't have time and you need to use a drive-through lane, uh, that's, that's perfectly fine. Just know it that there's quite a bit of traffic that way. But you have the option of two large parking lots to, to park and walk, walk your child in and um, see them off that way. Um, our school officially starts at 8.30, but at 8.20 is when we gather together at the grammar from kindergarten through sixth grade for morning time. And that's a, a morning devotion, hymn time. Again, parents are more than welcome to be a part of that. It's an intentional way to start the morning together, to build community, kind of set the day off on the right foot. And... Uh, get everyone given the right mindset for for that day so that's our that's the grammar drop-off procedure so just for clarification school for grammar starts at 8 30 but 
most families arrive by 20 to take part in morning time yeah 745 are doors open okay. so uh, they can be dropped off as early as that but we want we want people here by at least 820 because right at 830 we're heading up to the classroom and away we go so um, that's really when the vast majority of the of the school is is in attendance is right at that 820. And Ty, are there different procedures for solar for a drop-off in the morning? They are very similar. We try to encourage folks to wait and drop off students around 8 o'clock. If they come before 8, uh, as Travis mentioned, then they will. Uh, we can receive them at 745. Between 745 and 8, uh, they hang out in the cafeteria. Anytime after 8, our teachers are ready to receive them. Our homeroom starts at uh, 820. Uh, so we want students to be fully prepared. And a big part, especially with the middle school students with the logic school, is helping the students with the organization. So this year, uh, we're doing something a little different. Uh, we're going to make sure that there's a staff member uh, to kind of aid students in preparing for the day. And uh, so basically, that'll mean uh, helping them at their locker, you know, make sure that they get everything that they need, just some tangible reminders. And that might not be something that we do throughout the year, but at least in the very beginning, just to make sure that they've got uh, the right shoe on the right foot, so to speak, and that they're ready for the day. Uh, with our high school students, they can go to the high school building as early as 8 o'clock, um, and the, the teachers are doing their, they, they, we have an established prayer time for our teachers and the staff, but there will always be a particular uh, rhetoric school teacher on duty, or high school teacher, and then logic school teacher on duty as well in the morning to receive students prior to 820, which is when our school day starts. And Ty, looking forward through the rest of the school year, are there going to be opportunities for new parents to gather together to fellowship with each other? There are. We're looking at four to five uh, different new parent fellowship meetings that will likely be in the evening. Uh, we'll send out more communication uh, about that in the future. But uh, again, uh, a very intentional opportunity to build relationships with new families. A big part uh, this year that's going to be a little different is our parent ambassador program, uh, which will be uh, by our PALS organization and each uh, uh, parent that's been here for at least a year uh, will partner with one of the new families and uh, be available uh, to help them in any way that they can. Uh, but it's also a very intentional time. We know we're not going to cover everyone's questions uh, and answers uh, during this podcast, so we want to be available in person, uh, and that's a very intentional opportunity to do that with our new parent uh, fellowship meeting series as well. So if this podcast episode created new questions for the new parents, where should they turn to have those questions answered? Well, the, the teacher, um, of course, uh, you know, leading up until school day, uh, the front office uh, is, is available and ready to receive questions um, here at the school. But then also once the school year starts, we know there will be many uh, questions. So we are uh, really empowering our teachers to uh, try to strive to communicate. Uh, and then also, especially as our students get older in logic and rhetoric school, we want to encourage our students uh, when they have questions to go to the teacher. So that just goes back to that in loco parentis. We just really want that partnership to be done well. Uh, so we uh, are going to communicate regular, regularly on our end and also be available um, in order to answer any questions that parents might have. For when the school day starts, there's always an administrator on duty outside. Uh, that's typically me in the mornings and uh, Mr. Lockyer in the afternoons. Uh, we're available on the breezeway if you have any questions uh, that you would like to, to ask us at that time as well. We also have our website, Facebook, um, 
Instagram. Uh, we send out a this week at Annapolis. So we, we do have formal ways to communicate and um, following us on some of the social media platforms we have is a good way to, to be in touch with things that are coming up and, and just to be in the know. Well, I, I think that's going to conclude episode one of the New Parent Annapolis Christian Academy Warriors podcast. We will have uh, additional episodes coming up that are going to address specific questions for the grammar school and then for the schools of logic and rhetoric.